Welcome to So Many Places to Go, the podcast for meeting and event professionals. You can catch updates and info at the end, but right now, let's get going with a new episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to So Many Places to Go. We are back today. We've got fresh coffee and new guests, and we've spent some time already catching up and talking about our puppies and all of that fun stuff. So we thought we probably should start recording and actually share our conversation with you. So I am your host today, Katie, and my co-host today is Lynn. Good morning. And today we are talking with Beverly Anderson from the Hilton Anatole Hotel in wonderful Dallas, Texas, which is just up the road from us in Houston. And of course, I'm going to let Beverly jump in and introduce herself, but I have to share just a couple of things. This is a property where Lynn and I have had the chance to plan many, many spectacular events. And we talk about this podcast being conversations with some of our favorites and our future favorites. And I'm sure I'll say this a ton of times, but this hotel really is one of my favorites. It's one of the first ones that I really fell in love with when I got into this business. I enjoy the rooms. They've got this beautiful moving chandelier that I just adore. And I'll let Beverly tell you more about all that. And so we've got the privilege of already getting to work with and know her. And we're excited for you guys to get to know her and get to know the Anatole today. So hi, Beverly. Welcome. Oh, good morning, Katie and Lynn. I'm so excited. You know, it's it's such a pleasure to be able to do the podcast with you. As mentioned, I've been here at the Hilton Anatole for, uh, it'll be 20 years on March 19th this year. So um, I'm so honored. It's a great hotel. Uh, we have really incredible ownership, you know, from, from the actual facility. Uh, we are a large hotel, you know, we're over 1600 guest rooms. We have over 600,000 square feet of spe- event space. And we have a fabulous new water resort pool complex called Jade Waters uh, that we just built back uh, three years ago. So it's, it's just an exciting place to be. And, you know, one of the greatest things is, you know, a lot of people think, wow, it's such a big hotel. You do such big events. But, yeah. you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, too, is, is smaller events. We have the landscape of our hotel is over about 12 acres. And we can host anywhere from a wonderful meeting of 10 or an event of 10 up to 4,000. So it's it's a really, really dynamic and exciting place to be. But again, thank you for allowing me to be here today. It's so exciting. I just love the two of you and I feel honored to be a part of this podcast. Well, thanks. We're so glad to be doing it. And and before we kind of get into asking our questions and all that, I want Lynn to jump in because Lynn, when I, again, when, when she and I first started planning here together, Lynn's been there, you know, she has far longer experience than I do there. But I remember one of the first times we went and we were planning and she and I were there together and we were walking through and she was kind of sharing with me and telling me stories about some of the artwork that's in the hotel and some of the jade and some of the different things. So Lynn, why don't you share with our listeners, like some of the things that, that you know about that are special in the Anatole? Well, I go back 30 years. <laughs> so I've seen all the new renovations, all the exciting things through the years. And of course, uh, the one big major event that we are on the books there every three years, for sure, other than other meetings that can fall in between, uh, we look forward to, we know it's going to be a huge success. 
I mean, one of my favorite things, of course, is the Chantilly Ballroom and that four-year space. There is nothing in this country, I don't think, like it. I know we, unfortunately, we don't have anything like that here. And uh, I always look forward to having that event there for sure. And I feel like it's going home when I go there. So yeah. I've, I've been around, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, in touch with, with my, my first catering person who moved to director of catering to the general manager of the hotel. I mean, you know, Brett Kraft is, is definitely like old home week. And uh, I miss that he's not uh, at the Anatole any, any longer, but I know he's still part of the family. So uh, we just, we've always had just great times together. And, and I just love the property. And uh, like I say, it's a comfort level to have an event there or a meeting there, uh, especially when when you when we're when you're a repeat business, mm -hmm. it even makes it better. But even for someone for a first time, they I know that they hold your hand and walk you through everything, and everyone's there to support you. So uh, it's it's great. It's been great uh, working with Beverly mm -hmm. and especially through this COVID period and, and renegotiating our own contract for our big event this year. It's been uh, challenges space-wise because of so much changing going on. And I'm sure we'll continue to change till as we get closer to our event. So uh, just to let you know, uh, all these years, I've always loved going back to the Anatole. And I, I completely agree. And since we are doing it, I have to give a shout out also to Scott Farr, who was my catering manager when I took that role for so many years. And he's not there anymore either. And I, this will be the first time I plan an event that Anatole without him, but I know it'll be fantastic. And I know we've got Beverly right there in our corner. So, okay, Lynn, you said it. You said Chantilly Ballroom. And Beverly, this is, I told you earlier that I was thinking, what can we talk about that we don't already know because we want our listeners to learn, but I want to learn something too. And, you know, speaking of getting comfortable and you just get used to things, hotels all have their own theme and sort of naming scheme for all the ballrooms. And, you know, we just get used to it. The rooms, you know, the breakouts we use are Sapphire and Topaz and Ruby, but I was looking up going, okay, well, what, where does Chantilly fall in this? What are the ballroom names? Cause you just get come to know it. So Tell us a little bit about the names of the rooms. And, you know, I know Wedgwood is down the hall. We love that room as well. So tell us just a little bit about that. Absolutely. So, you know, the origin of where Chantilly comes from, that's a really great question and something I'll have to research. I know that, um, you know, given the landscape of the hotel, every part of the hotel is named after whether it's, um, you know, like we have the gym rooms, like you spoke to, you know, mm -hmm. the coral, the sapphire, the opal, the ruby. Um, you've got the uh, West Wing, which is uh, named after uh, Spanish conquistadors. So you've got Cortez, Coronado, mm -hmm. DeSoto, De La Salle. In our atrium portion of the hotel, we actually, um, so our owner, um, Trammell and Margaret Crow, when they first built the hotel, you know, they were icons here in the city and, and their family continues to be. And um, Mr. Crow was really good friends with Mr. Simmons, Mr. Cooper, Mr. Carpenter. 
So we're kind of the founding fathers of Dallas and, and, and commercial development in Dallas. So that's where the names of that wing came from. Up on the atrium mezzanine, we have like Obelisk, Fleur de Lis, Lalique. So, you know, at, off of various different sculptures. One level of the hotel is all M rooms. So you have Monet, Metropolitan, Monte Carlo, Milan. Um, so it was really unique how they named the hotel. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the biggest questions that we get is, where does the name Anatole come from? Right. And it goes back to when Mr. and Mrs. Crow, you know, in our hotel, we have a lot of Asian artwork. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s and 60s and early 70s, um, they traveled overseas and really collected a lot of, of Asian antiquities. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where, you know, in the, in the late 70s, they decided, oh, let's build a hotel so we can create it like a museum. Mm-hmm. So as you peruse our hotel, there's just beautiful, beautiful things. There are bells that date, uh, these bronze bells that date back B- B- B.C. Um, there's a huge jade collection we have all over the hotel um, because Mrs. Crow loved jade. And so, you know, we have her jade collections featured all over the hotel. And as you mentioned, Katie, you know, the Wedgwood Ballroom, mm-hmm. it's the uh, one of the largest collections of Wedgwood China in the foyer of that ballroom, as well as the largest recorded piece of Wedgwood China. There's a beautiful probably four and a half foot uh, vase that is mm-hmm. just, it's, it's incredible. And so, um, you know, Chantilly, that's a great one. But going back to the Anatole, the Anatole was a little coffee shop in Germany. Um, I'm not sure if that's where Mr. Crow proposed to Mrs. Crow, but every time they visited Germany, they loved this coffee shop and it was called the Anatole. And so that's where the name Anatole came from. The literary version of Anatole is where the sun and the earth meet at the horizon. So that's actually um, the derivative of of the term Anatole. But for our purposes here at the hotel, it goes back to that little coffee shop in Germany. That's neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm learning that history. And I have to, okay, so I have to circle back because you said some things that I think are so important for our listeners. Number one, just talking about the artwork and sort of as you move through the hotel, what I sort of the description that comes to mind that I hadn't thought of before is it's, it is a big hotel, but it feels like a boutique hotel. So you get all that charm, you get the warmth, you get the artwork, but you still have all the space to do everything you need. I know we laugh, you know, planners in general, we talk about all the time and we always use this as our number one example square footage versus how many people fit in that room. So this is when I can say, we can fit a lot of people in that Chantilly ballroom. We do a dinner for that easily fits 1200, but we know it fits many, many more because our staging takes up a third of the room. So you can really do a lot in that space. And the other thing is the way you described all the, the different room sections for anybody planning you know, a conference or maybe if there are groups concurrent in-house, what an easy way to say we're in the gem rooms, right? And your attendees can easily click and go Sapphire, Topaz. Oh yeah, we're in what's mine, you know, and click into those rooms and those different spaces. 
And then, and then I have to say about Wedgwood, one of the things that always makes it so easy on us is we don't have to decorate, right? Oh. It's so nice. There's so many spaces that we come in and we don't have to overhaul the space. We don't have to bring in all so much production and build and add to because it's, it's already done and it's a beautiful setting. So as a planner, I think that's really helpful and important, especially if you, you know, if you're considering your budget and what are you going to do starting in a space that's already beautiful is a big help because you just need a table. Exactly. And you know, you're, you're spot on Katie. And what's really interesting about this hotel is, is you're right. Our sales team. And, you know, when we do site visits for our customers, every part of the hotel feels a little different. There's a great warmth in our space. So, you know, from the Chantilly ballroom with the luxurious chandeliers to you know, we have a 15,000 square foot ballroom on the third level of our hotel that years ago were outdoor tennis courts. It's so unique. You walk down this probably 75 foot corridor and lined against the corridor, these beautiful antiquities that came from the Khmer Rouge. Mm. And so when you enter into this beautiful ballroom, it's got a unique space of its own. There's another smaller ballroom downstairs called the Stimmons Ballroom, and it's an mm -hmm. oval-shaped ballroom, and it's full of cherry wood, and it's just each area of the hotel, while synonymous, each area does feel a little different, and and like I said, when we, when we go to sell the hotel, we're very, very conscious about, you know, having a group maybe in the atrium portion, having a group in the tower portion, and having another group in the, in the Trinity portion. Because what we want is we want each of our, our planners to feel that customized experience and not have to worry about their other attendees. You know, it's the same with our guest rooms. We have our atrium towers and then we have our east tower. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when if we have a group that's in the atrium space, we put their guest rooms in the atrium. If they're over in the tower space, we put them in the tower guest rooms. So that way, no one feels infringed upon. Right. And I, I would say that we have been in that situation where maybe there's another group on the other side and you don't, you never feel like you're on top or that you're moving through each other's space. You really feel like you have your own space and all that. So, okay, Beverly talking about, you know, our, for our planner audience who are trying to understand what is, what is it about the Anatole that they need to come and check out? If you like, what are the top three need to knows about the Anatole? That's a great question, Katie. And I think the top three need to knows. Um, so currently in our current situation, you know, with COVID, I think, first of all, our hotels never suspended operations. Right. So it's really been great to kind of weather this storm and, and for several of us here to be on uh, collaborative teams with our corporate folks to really set the new pace for post-COVID meetings and events. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, currently, we have a lot of meeting space, a lot of event space. We have a beautiful outdoor lawn space that's four acres. So one notable thing about the Anatole is just the, um, the ability to do meetings and events right now for in smaller numbers, but give mm -hmm. you that socially distanced space. Right. Um, I think that's been um, that's been a huge value proposition for us right now. Right. Um, secondly, we have extraordinary food and beverage. I think speaking with customers and, and understanding our, our competitors, 
is that the service and delivery of our culinary is just exceptional. We have a wonderful team. They're very creative. They give us the autonomy and, you know, planners now, everybody watches the Food Network and everybody <laughs> wants, wants their input on food and beverage. Right. And the great thing is, is that we collaborate on that. And, and oftentimes I'll tell a customer, I'm not going to send you the banquet menus because I want to have a discussion and let's walk through this event and understand your expectations and, and how can we make it unique for you? Yeah, I love that. And we've experienced that. Lynn will tell you, we, we always mix and match and change and, and choose something, you know, end up creating something. You guys have always been middle to it. <laughs> right, right. And then thirdly, um, it's about the people. I think that our hotel, you know, I've been here 20 years, but, and sometimes I'm embarrassed to say that because I want people to understand and my customers to understand that, you know, it's still about being relevant. It's still about keeping up with the trends, but most importantly, it's about our team. We have some of the best team members at this hotel who are just phenomenal. In fact, this morning we recognized about 40 team members that committed to being here during the, uh, we call it the snowpocalypse. <laughs> yeah. 40 of them uh, stayed from Saturday night through Friday night to take care of our customers. We had a lot of guests that were here without power, without water, mm-hmm. and um, the devotion and, and what we call care value respect. We have a mantra here at this hotel called CVR, which is care value and respect. And what that is, is taking care of our our team members, first and foremost, because that's going to organically allow them to take care of our guests. And so it's, we have a remarkable team. I love that. So, okay, Beverly, we want to make sure that our listeners really get a good feel for understanding, is this the right property for them? Hopefully they've already heard a lot that says yes, but and you touched on it a little bit, but who who is the property ideal for? If somebody's trying to decide, are they a good fit? You know, is it associations? Is it corporate? Is it meetings? Is it special events? Like, where's that sweet spot? So again, I think, you know, any, whether it's a social event, whether it's a corporate event, whether it is a Smurf event, which would be, you know, from our government, the flexibility of our hotel is what lends a unique atmosphere for all planners. So again, whether it is a 10 person meeting, um, we, you know, there's a saying out there that's really, really unfortunate, but it's, I don't want to feel like the, the big, the little fish in the big, big pond. Right. Right. And so we really have set ourselves apart to make sure that whether it's a meeting for 10 or a meeting for 4,000, we, we want to make sure that we are very service driven to everyone and our space lends to that. Um, we've got some beautiful boardrooms that are conference for 10. We actually out in um, the park adjacent to the hotel mm-hmm. is uh, like an 80,000 square foot health and recreation center and spa. But on top of that is some beautiful, it's almost like a country club feeling. It's a unique space where this past weekend, um, we did the ceremony in one of the rooms upstairs. We had the reception in the kind of the middle of the foyer area. 
and then in the uh, banquet areas where we did their dinner and dancing and it was around 60 guests and it was just perfect and um, they just had a wonderful experience. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell you that spa is fabulous. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We yes. never miss a trip to the spa. No. <laughs> it's wonderful. Really nice. Okay, gang, I'm going to take a quick detour. So stay with me here. As you get to know the IMM team as your hosts, we also want you to get to know IMM as a company too. In a nutshell, we are a meeting, events, and consulting firm going on 35 years of great service and relationships. We're bringing you this podcast to support our industry, which is built on some of the things that we also value most, like great relationships, collaboration, and delivering incredible experiences. We work with clients in whatever capacity they need, be it full service or a la carte. So take a minute and type in immwow.com and go check out our list of services to find out more about what we can do for and with you. I might be biased, but I have to say, I love working with our team, and I know that you will too. Until then, safe travels and happy listening. So, okay, so let's talk about your space a little bit, and you touched on this a little. So you and I have talked before, and, and we talked about how right now during, you know, quote, this time, we're in all of the COVID health and safety precautions, um, you know, all these new practices are in place right now. We know that everybody's becoming very expert at them and some of these things will keep going, but let's just talk for a second. You and I have chatted about the Anatole has become a great place to host weddings. You also have the water park. So you've had a lot of, you know, local and family and all that, but, but you told me a story about getting really creative with a meeting, a pop-up bridal show. And I think our planners would love to hear that because just being able to talk about not only how you get creative in the face of the, the COVID restrictions, but also just the versatility of your space and your willingness to be creative. So tell us, share that story. Absolutely. So back in the summer, um, you know, think about these large convention centers and trademarks and A lot of those have closed because of COVID, right? Right. Well, there's still a need to do business. And I had a a gentleman call me and said, hey, here's our situation. We can't do, you know, we can't go exhibit at, at the trade center. We are running into opportunities. We still need to conduct business. And how can we do this? So this was in July. And back in July, our meeting space wasn't open. We didn't you know, we had furloughed a lot of team members and we just didn't have the capacity to open our meeting space, right? Because everything was super restrictive. So I got creative and said, hey, how about this? We've got these beautiful large suites that are sitting empty. You can come out and look at it. I can do a virtual tour with you over the phone and show you how we could take several of these suites and you still have your, your bridal show. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was I offered this person an incentive and I said, hey, you can help orchestrate and get additional customers here. Then I can give you additional honors points, Mm -hmm. you know, for for helping us do additional business Mm -hmm. because the need was there. And so sure enough, he he got together about eight vendors and they came and had this kind of like a pop-up bridal show. 
So about three months ago, he contacted me again and he said, hey, you know, we'd really like, you know, there's still a lot of restrictions at these larger centers and mm-hmm. we, there is a need for bridal couture right now. And, and how can we, how can we do this again? He goes, the suites worked perfectly, but he said, we have a lot more um, interest and people, people coming to our event. Mm-hmm. How can we make this work? And I, I thought, okay, this is perfect. We've got this beautiful west wing of our hotel where we have about 10 rooms that are of about 12 to 1400 square foot each. Mm-hmm. And um, basically we did the same thing. We, um, I worked with him and he helped provide me with a list of additional vendors that might be interested and came up with a a weekly rate for them for that week to bring in retailers to look at their line of products. And I just, in fact, my phone has been buzzing here now with some of them saying, hey, thank you. This was one of the best shows we've done. We're so grateful that we're able to, you know, be at the Anatole and and invite our customers and sell our product because um, everyone's hurting in an economical way right now. And so, it's just thinking outside the box, you know, just because we've done things a certain way for so long, we've got to really, you know, that word pivot and think about what in this, in this time right now, what can we do to be creative to continue to boost our economy? Well, thinking of uh, out of the box, I, I, unfortunately, when with the circus that was held there, I, went to that meeting, but had to miss that. But that's all everyone talked about was Katie. I, I'm sure Beverly can tell us a little bit about the circus, actually, in that whole big, uh, long foyer area, the walkway. Yeah. I mean, talk about something different. Beverly, I'm sure you were there then when that happened. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we've had so many wonderful events. You know, the, the circus um, out in our park, We do some really unique things. Food trucks were super popular here Mm -hmm. the past six years. And we're very fortunate to be able to bring food trucks into our park to create these unique experiences. And the circus circus event was super fun. We brought a Ferris wheel. We brought in animals. And we Mm -hmm. even, um, that same conference, we had an outdoor event. But we also um, had an indoor event where we had tightrope walkers going across our age. So, uh, so there's just been so many unique things that, that we've done here at the hotel. We've even had in our um, atrium where the floating chandelier Katie referenced, we have some beautiful water features. And for event, different events that we've done, we've hung aerialists in that atrium and we've done um, the characters that are in the plastic balls and we put these Mm -hmm. balls on the water and they kind of float on the water and it's just so exciting and and I just think about we we have a great in-house partnership with a company at the hotel it's called Access Texas and you know their creativity and and it's just it's a very it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful thing because you know we all work synonymously you know from your team to our team to you know, our vendors and there's, there's not, um, we make it very clear in this hotel that we are all unified. You know, there's not a silo of you do business and you do business. We're all here for one, 
or one goal and it's to take great care of our customers. I love that. So I, I think now's an important time to remind our listeners that we are going to link back to the website for the hotel and, um, but also share some photos and if there's, you know, any videos or any special things, we really want our audience to be able to, to go back. And, you know, we've talked about these spaces and again, we're familiar with them. So as you talk about them, I'm kind of visually moving through the space with you, but we want our listeners to be able to do the same thing and sort of go from that sense of arrival coming up to the Chantilly ballroom. Um, a fun thing for them to know is there is actually a separate ballet for that. So for a really nice special event, that's a really neat feature that I haven't seen anywhere else. And we definitely leverage that, but that sense of arrival, you know, coming either to check in or just arriving for the event and then sort of moving through the hotel to the other spaces, it's really special. And so we want everybody to get a chance to see that and see some of these fun things that are done on the property. And I'm sure we could keep going on and on about all the creative things that happen there and all the different things that are there. So you guys just have to go and check it out for sure. But let me, let me we're gonna ask a couple of questions. This is, I'm going to put you on the spot. What is your favorite thing about the property? My favorite thing about this, about the Anatole is the, the beauty. Mm -hmm. I have to sit back and reflect sometimes because I think we take it for granted that you talk about that, Katie, you talk about the beauty and the artwork and it is extraordinary. It's, um, you know, we have two sections of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Um, out in front of the Chantilly is a beautiful marble gazebo. It, it's just a beautiful place to come every day and love what you do. I love that. So moving a little bit away from the Anatole now, I'm going to put you on the spot again with some of our sort of rapid fire questions. We want to have a little bit of fun with our guests. Um, you can't say the Hilton Anatole, okay? This is the rule. Right. If you could go anywhere, whether it's to a property or a destination or whatever, if you could go anywhere tomorrow, where would you be going? I would go to Key Cocker, Belize. Okay. It is a little island off of the coast of Belize that is about three miles long and a half a mile wide, and it is tranquility. Mm-hmm. It is a place to go, to detox. It's a... The Sorry, people yeah. there are so warm and friendly, and it is just the most beautiful place on earth for me. Well, I think this time of year we could all use that little yeah. getaway. <laughs> Next question is: you know, you've been a part of hospitality industry for a long, long time. So you know all the ins and outs of hotel properties and all of this. So when you're the traveler, right? When you're going somewhere else, what is your favorite thing about traveling to new venues? You know, are you sneaking around behind the scenes or are you checking out the cuisine? What's your, what's your little guilty pleasure? Okay. So I try not to stay at a large resort when we travel because I feel like I'm working because when we do go to a large resort, you're exactly right. i sneak behind the scenes. I talk to the staff. I go kind of put my nose in all the ballrooms and look at their banquet food and beverage experience, things like that. So when I travel, I try to go somewhere really unique, whether it is a uh, little lodge out in the middle of, you know, on the, on the outskirts of a destination, 
because I feel like it's important to support small business owners. So that for me is, is a guilty pleasure. Um, for example, there are these beautiful little lodges right outside of Green, Texas mm -hmm. that we love to go to because one, it's on a big resort. Two, um, they just, how they treat you and how they make you feel is just superb. So I try to go to a unique destination, not necessarily the destination, but, you know, to, to support small business. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't, it's not that I'm discrediting Airbnb or, or, or places like that. I feel like, you know, bed and breakfast and small lodges, there is a service component that's just super unique. And oftentimes you become very chatty with them. I know I'm a chatty person. So you wind up chatting with them and, and learning, you know, whether it's additional history about the town, the history about the home that you're in. And to me, that's, it's nostalgic. Yeah. I love that. Now I'm now I'm thinking in my head like, oh, green would be great. And I should go back to Fredericksburg. <laughs> and yeah. Now my wheels are turning. It's like, oh, a nice getaway weekend. Right. Okay. So I, I have one more question for you, but before you answer it, and I might be stealing your answer, but um, I made a little note the last time that we talked because you said this phrase that just really stuck with me, which was um, we were talking about all of us in this industry, planners, suppliers, everybody alike wanting to get back to in-person events. You know, we miss it. We miss being together, not just from an attendee standpoint, from, but from all of us as planners, right? We love that time together that we're working together doing these events. But anyway, we all want to get back and get those in-person events going um, strong again. And you said the phrase face-to-face -face and heart-to-heart. -heart. And I just love that. I, I, it really stuck with me. And so I wanted to ask, you know, you told us how long you've been with the Anatole. So I kind of wanted to ask a, a two-part question of, number one, how did you even get into this industry? And number two of that is, what is your favorite thing about it? You've been here so long. You know, why why are you sticking in it? You know, what do you love? So my great-grandparents owned a small hotel out in West Texas. It was in Andrews, Texas, many, many years ago. And so... I was so young, so I never really was at the hotel because they sold it for a big farm out in New Mexico. But the stories and, you know, sitting around the dinner table and listening to the stories of the hotel was always super intriguing to me. Hmm. When I was in college, I had to, I took a business law class and I had to formulate a, a scenario where I was a business owner and, you know, there were several parameters about owning this business. Mm -hmm. I chose a hotel. And so um, I got an A plus on the, on the report. And I thought, wow, you know, during college and high school, I'd worked in restaurants and retail. And so out of college, I had the opportunity to go to work for the Woodlands Resort just outside of Houston. Mm -hmm. And started in their food and beverage area because that was, a, you know, my expertise at the time. But I kept seeing all these fun and vivacious people that were in the sales and catering and events team. Mm -hmm. And I thought they're my kind of folks. And so um, I just my GM at the time, he was a really great mentor to me. And um, we had a lot of conversation. And, and basically, I went over to the events and catering team and started as an admin. I went from a, you know, kind of a senior manager in the hotel and took a demotion because I knew that that's what my career path wanted to be. 
And so I had to take a step back to build a really good foundation to be in this industry. And I think it was one of the smartest moves I've ever made. And I think for the second part, what keeps me in this business is it goes back to exactly what you said, Katie. It's about, I'm a people person. I love to sell the hotel. I love the engagement of people. It's about being face to face. And it is the heart connection. I think some of my greatest friends I have met that were my customers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and, and Lynn, we'll, I could see us staying in touch for the rest of our lives. I mean, you just, you, you form these bonds and these friendships with people who you, you can't, you can't put a value on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people do, may or may not know, it's just such a relationship business. <sighs> and, and we do, you know, clients, even if they're not my clients any longer, I still have great relationships with them uh, all over the country. And, uh, you know, periodically, like when when we've had issues with the weather or the flood, I'll hear from people or former employees. I, you know, heard last week when we had the snow, I heard from a former employee from years ago, She's in LA and she emailed, are you and Harvey? Okay. You know, just, and then it's, 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 it's such a good warm feeling to know that we have these relationships, even if we don't see each other very often. So yes, I I can go along with that for sure. For sure. And I think, yes, for our listeners, you know, we're as Beverly's talking and Lynn's talking, we're all nodding along and I'm sure everybody at home who's in the same, but we are, everybody's nodding along because that's, so true. Before before we close out today, Beverly, you know, we got to talk a lot, talk a lot today about the Antle, but we know that there's so, so much more. I mean, these conversations we're having can't just be condensed into a half an hour. So we know we're going to share some videos and some links and some resources for our listeners. We know we're going to give them your contact information so they can reach out to you and ask questions on social media, follow up, let's learn more. But before we go today, is there anything else that you want to leave them with or just make sure that they know about you or the Anatole or anything at all we've talked about today? Well, I think it's important. You know, we, we are all evolving from last year. You know, how we, how we move forward. We're very all eager to get back to meetings. And like I said, it's, it's, we can do Zoom meetings and we can do, you know, this all day long. But it goes back to that heart connection, you know, the face to face, the heart to heart. And um, it's important because it's, it's, we, you know, to give you a big hug or give Lynn a big hug, you know, that speaks volumes. Um, But I think we have to move forward and make sure that a we're educating ourselves on how we do business differently now, because I don't think, you know, like March, it seems like we were kind of cut off at the legs and boom, the world stopped. This is going to take a few years to rebound. And I think one, as planners, we have to educate ourselves on whether it's the destination, whether it's how we deliver this event or, you know, the, the content to, to our attendees, because education is incredibly important because the more educated you are, the better you are a communicator to your guests and your attendees, because um, having not suspended the hotel, you know, starting in September, we started doing small events. Right. And one of the biggest or, or greatest sense of feedback that we've received is that 
the attendees who are attending these events want more communication. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we as a hotel provide really great communication on clean stay, which is our new guest room protocol procedure, cleaning procedure, event ready, Hilton event ready, which is, you know, what are we doing differently from a back of the house, um, you know, from the receiving to the culinary, to the service, to our service delivery. And again, um, one of the things I'm tasked with is to really educate our customers on what, what are you going to expect when you come to a meeting or an event now? Because we're all very, most of us are very visual people. We kind of want to visualize that in our head. So we, so we meet guest expectations. Well, that's the one thing y'all do and you do well. And if I could just add uh, before we close that if, if the planners out there are planning something in Dallas and they want a really unique experience. There is nothing like the Hilton Anatole. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, Beverly, we love the Anatole. Even more so, we love you. And we thank you for spending your time with us talking about all this today. We can't wait till this summer when we get to come back and do our visit and plan our event for this year that we were supposed to have last year. But we're, we are coming back this year. We will be in-house. Listeners, if anybody wants to know more about the Antle, call Beverly or call us. We'll help you out too. Absolutely. And we can't wait to be back. We will see you so soon. All right. Thank you, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hi again, Planagers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Be sure to check out the extra resources from this episode linked in the show notes and on our website, immwell.com. Make sure to follow So Many Places to Go podcast on Instagram and Facebook or International Meeting Managers on LinkedIn because you never know when you'll find those bonus surprises. Most importantly, we hope you reach out to our guests and partners to learn more. We know so many of you out there love to travel and experience new destinations and venues for clients and yourself. Until next time, our team will be working hard to travel the globe and bring you along to some of the most amazing places to go. This podcast is produced by Agency Podcasts. Do you have a great place we should go? Let us know in the comments, in an email, or send us a message.